I actually kind of like yeah. that um, <clears throat> they created an inner reason story for like Jackson to have the blonde hair. It was like a part of, you know, like his coming out and becoming more comfortable with himself. He was trying to think, you know, all the gays go through a blonde phase, honey. I bet I always and, do. That's what you got to check on him usually. <laughs> and actually, you know what? That makes sense because he was going blind. He was going through it. So yeah. Somebody should have been checking on him. <laughs> like, as soon as he went blind, it was like the light just started crumbling. It was just like, whoa. Um, I do think, though, like with that change, I honestly. I'd love to see him like explode. Get that hype that he had back in the nineties. Like he had like some of the worst character assassination I've ever seen in a comic book ever. And yeah. like we're still kind of like dealing with the fallout from that. So I don't know. Maybe one day. Maybe. Maybe not. I've given up. I don't know how you turn the ship around. You can turn I mean it's easy. X fans are pretty forgiving. But this is true. But I don't think anyone has really had like a good story for Bishop since Claremont left. The second time. The second time. Okay. Yeah, he was good in Extreme. No, actually, mm-hmm. I would I would say that he had consistent storylines up until Messiah Complex. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> that's when it all went downhill. Yeah, and it was like after that, then it was kind of like, oh, now how do we handle this? Because not only did they have him do, like, the stuff in Messiah Complex, but then he was also in the Cable solo, being, like, even worse. Like, you turned him, like, fully into a villain. And it was just kind of like, right. wow, that's crazy. And I don't think there has been enough done in the whole, like, redemption thing of his character. Which, I mean, I think it's been done. Sam Humphreys did a little bit of it during his Uncanny X-Force run. He had him and Bishop together. And then even, like, in that horrible Age of X-Men... Well, no, what was mm-hmm. before that? Disassemble? Yes. That one, like, when Bishop had to go and, like, say something to Armor before she was about to kill X-Men, and she was like, oh, is that what you say about hope and all this stuff? It's like, girl, shut up. Nobody's thinking about that anymore. Okay? We've moved on. Like, shut up. But that's, I think, a good thing about, I think a good thing to have been done about that would have been having him in his role as the captain be the person who protects the five. Like their security. Yeah, because it's like you can kind of show him and hope moving past the whole thing. Krakoa is about like second chances and redemption and all that type of stuff. And you just put him in this place of like, okay, yes, this was this bad thing I did to get like a good future. I realized it was wrong. She realized it was wrong. We're in such a good place now. We've actually like achieved the thing that we've always wanted, which is like mutants together and like thriving and living. I can see that. Or whatever. And instead of like killing her, he ends up working with the thing that he thought was going to be what yeah. destroyed the timeline or whatever. All right. It's there. It's there. It's all there. But they'd rather have him running around with Kitty Pride. Sorry, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Well, hello. Anywho. 
<laughs> what is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of another relaunch. Ooh, ooh, who am I gonna be this week? I am going to be Rocket from Miss mm. uh, yeah, Miss Raquel from Young Justice, right? I've been rewatching yeah. Daredevil on Disney Plus now that it's the on there. Story. So I will be Karen Page. Oh, ooh, I didn't like her. <laughs> she was um she That's was just the woman one of trying my to make her own. She dealt with a lot of trauma. Um but Electra is. So you know also That's I've been That's realizing doll. why I've been realizing why I don't like Electra in the show is because she does all this whining the entire time about like trying to be this good person and like redeem herself and blah 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 from that. But it's like you do everything to like not be that. You make all the wrong choices, like, and you make them on purpose. And I realized, I was like, that's also Electra in the comics. She tries. The best yeah. Electra is when she accept when she accepts. That's during her, like, you know, growing part of her story. The best part of Electra is when she accepts who she is, and she's just like, I am an assassin, and she goes after that. There's no trying to redeem. There's no trying to like change her nature. Well, she is who she is. A force of it's, it's it's just been interesting to watch because I don't think they're gonna bring her back whenever the Disney Plus stuff starts doing that. I mean, whenever yeah, whenever Disney Plus starts doing their Daredevil stuff, I don't think mm-hmm. she's coming. They'll probably recast Electra. Electra will be there regardless of who's <laughs> regardless of <laughs> cast. Okay, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Like I always um, say, who y'all think threw that brick at him in No Way Home? Was it Electra? <laughs> it wasn't. Oh. <laughs> I like to think it was. <laughs> I was like, wait, was that? I was like, is that some significance? Um, I don't know. We'll see. It'll be kind of messed up if they don't bring her back, but yeah, I guess that's what yeah, the multiverse is for. Like variant thing and like bringing people back. It can get messy. Because how how would you feel if you were watching it and you were one of the other cast members? You'd be like, now, hold on. Well, Am I going to come back? Do I need to, like, put my my wig back on? No, no. You don't. <laughs> don't worry or, like, about what it. If, like, if they announced that Charlie Cox was coming back as Daredevil, like, how does, like, Luke Cage feel about that? Or, like, any of the other people? Do they feel like, oh, we all got a chance? I think they do, but I think everyone won't get it. <laughs> I think Luke Cage might get his though. People liked him. The Iron Fist boy, no. No, no, that's that's a wrap. Yeah. Kristen Ritter, Jessica Jones, absolutely. So they'll probably bring her back. But that's it. Yeah. Who else would they do? John Bernthal keeps the job, so he might not have time to be Punisher again. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And Punisher is, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know if we want to see that right now. It's like, uh-uh. No. No. How are you? Um, I'm doing all right. I'm taking a break from the gym, which has been um, okay. pretty exciting. You know, I've just been going a lot, and I've been doing a lot of things, and I just was like, you know, I can't really move. I felt a little stiff. And I was just like, let me just... Leave everything alone. Let it set. We'll start again in two weeks. You know, take a break. Relax. Go to Taco Bell. 
So I saw someone who I hadn't seen in a long time, and they were like, dang, you big as hell. And I was like, what? Put <laughs> <laughs> on that muscle. And they were just, yeah, they were just like, you big. And I was just like, oh. I was like, okay. I don't want, and I okay. like try to put on a pair of pants. You to your daddy or I tried to put on a pair of pants, and they didn't fit. And I was like, oh, Ooh. this is crazy. And it's like, I don't know if you know, but pants are very expensive. They are. <laughs> and it's like, it doesn't make any sense yeah. how expensive they are. And it's just like, I don't feel like going through like a big thing of buying a bunch of pants and then like. That's why I prefer busted. not to wear them. I love a good jogger. <sighs> yes, right? But it's about to get hot. And like DC summers are disgusting. Oh, it's I like, love some short shorts. I'm okay. A, I'm a... <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm putting on the, the five inches real quick. <laughs> yeah, it's like, we're going to be out here. The thighs will be out. So, but that's me. How are you? I'm good. Um, you know, ignoring the man. <laughs> so I'm feeling fantastic. Yeah. We love to you see know, it. You know, I, um, I, I will. You know, I have to say, people who are um, in the closet or down low, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I understand that you have your own journey to walk. Oh no! <laughs> but leave leave me alone. <laughs> Not that. Yeah. I'll, I'll never forget. There was this guy. He was a DL. <laughs> he was a DL rapper, <laughs> and he was trying to talk to me. But like, he had just started making music. He was like, he has he. He said he had gone through something and God spoke to him and uh-huh. told him he needed to be a rapper. And I just thought that was the most exciting thing in the world. He said he was going to write a song after me, Ooh. but he obviously <laughs> like, couldn't let it be known that it was about a man. <laughs> so he was like, change your name to Judy. And I was like, Judy? Why Judy? And he was just like, he was like, it's going to be called Big Booty Judy. I was like, please don't write a song about me. <laughs> I mean, I'm into it already. <laughs> like, I think it was also at that point that I was just kind of like, what's what's going on here? Like, what are you, why, are we, why are we even having a conversation? It's like, what are you going to do with that? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, like I said, you've got your own journey to walk, and you have other things to worry about than bothering me, so... A lot. Don't. <laughs> Don't. Um, but yeah, anywho, let's just go ahead and get right on to these comics of the week. Um, up first is Action Comics, number uh, 1041, and this is by Philip Kennedy Johnson, with art by Dale Inglesham and William Conrad, and another hit. This issue was a, mostly a, a Midnighter issue, which I really like. I like that they're giving him like a spotlight. I was afraid that he wasn't going to get too much stuff in this. Um, but listen, if there's one thing Midnighter is going to do is come back and get his man. <laughs> and nobody's going to stop him from doing that. <laughs> and this is just what I mean about like that ride or die kind of couple that I like to see. Mm-hmm. And um, also like something that I've talked about before when it comes to team books where you see like the different personalities kind of balance off of each other and mm-hmm. Midnighter reminds you a lot in this that he is not Superman like mm-hmm. um, he is not trying to be Superman the people around him think that you know oh you're the superhero you just have to supposed to have these ideals and you're supposed to help us or whatever he's like no I'm going after Apollo <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I'm I got my worried mission. about that. <laughs> right. 
come with me or don't, but I'm leaving right now. And um, yeah, I really like that a lot. I I can't say enough about like this this issue. I really look forward to like action comics every month. Um, and this Isn't one, that crazy. And that wow, Superman. <laughs> wow. I think it's just like one of those things where we think about comics in general, reading them for so long, and the way our tastes have kind of changed, and the characters that we like, and the things that we like. I think you, you said, said it to me before. Back in the day, you couldn't tell me not to read an X-Force, Sweatworks, Dark, team snoozing around, doing whatever. And now, please keep it away. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. not what I want. And it's like, here's something I like. I was from Rare. I know, right? It might still be. But like, just not this version of it. <laughs> <laughs> I would have never thought Ooh. Action Comics would have been something I was like, hype to get into to every month but it's, it's every great. single week it really is. and i and i think it, it really shows just like the strength of this kind of world or i think dc has been doing a really good job at building the worlds of their characters right now the trinity is like always going to be the trinity but there's also a lot of emphasis on who's around them and like what's going to happen when they're not around and I, I think that's one of the things that's really great about this it's like there's a lot of world building there you're meeting a lot of interesting characters you're seeing a lot of like interactions that you never would have seen before and it's bringing something new and the dynamics are kind of cool I, every, like midnight even says like you know everybody always used to compare me to batman like okay i can get that but now here you are comparing me to superman like no that's disrespectful. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it, it just like, oh, okay, you know, and then here comes Superman, and then they're, they're just being them, but it's like, oh, this is really cool stuff to see, and Action yeah. Comics is it. You know, I don't even remember why I originally picked this book up one day. Oh, I do remember why. Because it had the Midnighter backup in it. We've come oh, yes. Stuff. That's right, yeah. I um, jumped in for that Daniel Samperi art and the Midnighter backup. That was hot. And it was just yeah. like, yeah. Thank thank goodness. Look at that. Midnighter is saving this book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Midnighter, talking about. Midnighter is dope. I um I really liked all of the world building in this. We get to see a lot of what like Midnighter and the other team members were doing, like while Superman was um locked up from the previous issue. Um we saw that OMAC kind of turn sides. Uh, I'm interested to see what happens there. If like you if maybe he's just been brainwashed. <laughs> or what but i really hope that that's happening um i like i said fantastic book i really can't uh say enough about the praises of this also was really into the art um i do i do miss uh you know the daniel semperi on art because he's become one of my favorite artists uh, but i was really into this too this fit the narrative that they were really telling especially with midnighter um yeah. he he ripped that man's head off <laughs> and threw it to the other person that said I'm not playing around like we need to keep moving. <laughs> no, yeah. I thought that was dope. What would you rate it? Um, I would rate this issue a four out of five. Honestly, solid issue. I feel like this entire mm-hmm. series so far with with Superman on Warworld has been quite the ride. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. I also would give this a four out of five. Nice. Okay, up next is Shang-Chi number 10, and this was written by Jean Wein Yang and art by Marcus Toe. And uh, let us know what happened to this one. He's still fighting everybody. 
he's not fighting everybody right now. It's become a family drama. So the last issue, his grandfather came and like kidnapped his mother to take her back to Ty Lo. And so this issue, now the grandfather is like tracking down some of the other siblings and trying to kill them off. So there was one girl's sister, Hammer, who appeared back in issue four, but she didn't join up with Shang-Chi. So the grandfather's like attacking her. He cuts her hand off and like shoots her and like leaves her in the woods to die. While all of this is going on, Shang is rescuing his brother who got taken away by the Avengers last issue. They're like breaking him out of prison because he's like, we got to defeat our grandfather. He's like, but I kind of need everybody's help to do it. I need my family back. We are like the society. They go break him out of prison. They go find the sister after her hand's been beaten up. They like have their little heart to heart. And he's just like, you know, you are my family. I put these heroes above you and before you guys, but like, you're the people I need. You're the ones who I want to work with. And then the issue ends with them heading off to Talo to go and fight grandpa. And okay. Is this the first time they've ever had Talo in something? Yeah, I think so. Okay. If, I mean, <laughs> get that MCU synergy. Yeah, which like you know popped up a few <laughs> issues ago, and Shang Shang Chi is one of those characters where he doesn't have a lot in terms of history. He always kind of popped in to be like the cool guy, do his martial arts thing, and then he leaves. Uh, or they pop out uh, one of the deadly hands of kung fu miniseries yeah. or something like that and he'd show up in that and then he'd go so this is the so i don't know if in like one of those small appearances maybe this was mentioned before and i just missed it but like as far as i know this book is the first time this stuff has come up but i get it we gotta hit that mcu yeah. synergy it's cool it works it's something interesting to ask as my those i like that we've got a lot of the yeah. family and stuff happening um i'm like going through some of the issue again right now and i'm just going to be real with you I just don't think Toe is the artist for me. Okay. Okay. And like, he came in last issue, and I don't know. I think it's it's pretty. It clicked down. I don't know if it ever clicked up to even click down, Ooh. but it just I don't know. It just I, I don't know. I think it's very pretty, and I think he tells the story well. I don't think there's ever anything like happening that you don't feel as though you don't know what's going on. But at the same time, I um I don't feel any like excitement or like I don't know if that makes sense. It could just be me. He just he's just not the artist for me. I don't mm-hmm. want to like. Drag is he him. is he the next ongoing artist, or did he just do this issue? No, he is. The, he he's the new ongoing artist. Oh okay. So, I miss Dyke Room, though. But mm. maybe he'll come we'll back after an arc or something. We'll see. <laughs> but shout out, shout out to the Shank for lasting that long too. For I know um, ten issues. <laughs> that is so yeah, cool. Like going. if he like, I want him to get at least twenty five. Like he deserves yeah. at least twenty five. Like that's get some stuff going in there. So like I'm really good for them. But again, Marvel doesn't seem like they're canceling books the way that they used to. No, they are. I feel like they're at least if they if they sell it, they'll let them keep going. Yeah, things are extending, so that's always good to see. Um, all in all, I'd probably give this issue um three point five out of five. I think it's enjoyable. I like what's going on. I'm liking the siblings. I like the grandfather. I think he's like a really cool villain. He has a hot design. Um, he's using a bow and arrow. I know you like bow and arrows. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he's like shooting folks up. Um, he's cool. I think people should get into it. I think I'm going to watch that okay. movie again later today, too. It is pretty good, right? The fights. It was really good. And I just haven't watched it in a while, either. 
I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> they were fighting in there. <laughs> um, and that sister and her Bob. Yeah, I think I might have to tap into that. You need a lot of business, Bob. I really do. All right. Um, up next is Trial of the Amazon's Wonder Girl number one. And this was by uh, Joel Jones, who was on art and writing, and colors by Jordi Baleri. What a team. What a Come team on, girl. of women that are doing yes. what they need to do. And I just love yes. it. I just love it. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm like fully supporting y'all at this point in time. I think, you know, I won't lie. I might have said some things about her in the past. Um, but she's <laughs> she's cool. She's a hot girl. I reread Wonder Girl over the week. And then this came out, and I really appreciated this issue. It gives a little bit more backstory on the uh, Esquisitas and how they were created and how they came about. And, like, the Brazilian moon goddess basically heard about, like, what they were doing, what the other, like, mm-hmm. three goddesses were doing with the Well of Souls. So she, like, tapped into that power to create the Esquisitas. And... Oh. Yeah, and then, like, you know, they've just been there to defend the Brazilian rainforest and all that good stuff. And we get to know a little bit more about Yara and how she's feeling about things. And just we see bonds forming between the Esquisitas and the Themyscarans because Potira, who is, like, the main girl who found Yara, she's kind of, like, in charge of the group while they're there. And so she's like, let's get to know them. And let's hang oh, out nice. and like let's have fun. And so there's a big montage of that going on. Cassie is in the background. She is investigating Hippolyta's murder. So she's questioning Artemis. And Artemis is like, girl, don't ever come to me like this again or I'll smack you. And <laughs> by the end of, by the end of the issue, it does seem like Cassie finds out who murdered her. Oh. Um, but <clears throat> we like the audience, we don't know it. She Cassie's like, Oh, that makes sense. It was and then it cuts off. Okay. And throughout that, while that's going on, you know, something is breaking through Doom's doorway. It's like a black tar type of situation, and it's finally, like, gotten out of the doorway, and so now it's going through Themyscira. It's, like, killing the animals that it comes across and ingesting them and stuff, and the issue ends off with our four champion girls, Yara, Donna, Diana, and Philippus, all dressed in these hot black and gold outfits, and they are about to start the challenges. Okay, who who do you think is gonna be winning anything, or do you think everyone's gonna kind of like be really good at one thing? So originally, I figured that Philippus would kind of take home everything. I think you know yeah. the challenge is supposed to be different, so I don't think it's gonna be straight fighting. But I was like, just kind of like based on some of the future stuff that DC has, like the Justice League is supposed to be dying, so like I believe Diana is a part of that. We know that Yara is a part of Dark Crisis. Um, Donna. I don't I don't see them making it, Donna. And I feel yeah. like, especially with her fighting with the Bana, I feel like there's going to be some type of storyline about her just switching tribes altogether. So I feel like they would make it Philippus. You know, she had the relationship with Hippolyta before she died. She's been around forever. It makes sense. But the more we get into it, I kind of also don't think there just will be a defender of Doom's doorway by the end of it all. Mm. So we'll see. But I thought this issue was cool. Joelle, like, knocks it out of the park. I'm sorry. Her design... All the time, I'm sure. The way she draws the Esquisitas, like, they just look so good. And there's this one Anahi she is. She's appeared in a few of the issues now. She's kind of like the seer, the oracle of them. There's this shot of her, like, having a vision. And she's, like, clearly this Afro-Brazilian girl. And she's got this long, curly, wavy hair. And she's got this green face paint on. The, like, colors. Belair really makes these designs jump out. And... 
this is just like a team. You see the Escocitas like fighting together. We get this big splash page of a bunch of them and their names. It's this one little baby girl. She's got a club and she is the cutest thing. And I'm just like, I'm sticking beside them. I think honestly, I don't know what's going on with Yara post trial of Amazons. Again, obviously she's going to be in dark crisis, but I really do hope she gets another book. Um, I know that Joelle isn't always the best with schedules. So I don't necessarily know if I need her to draw the book but or even write it, but I do still think she should be involved in like designs. Like I think mm. she should be she she should be the one to continue designing the Escocitas and like kind of what they're doing. Again, she puts a little bit more into Yara's personality here, showing that she is kind of this girl who's had a lot of anger issues growing up and she's been through some things because she's felt abandoned. And here she is with her Amazon. She finally feels like she's found a place at home. Her and her, they do a flashback scene of her and Hippolyta at the dinner before she dies, and she's telling her like how she knew her mother. And she's oh, like, cool. Yeah, and like they have like a really nice emotional scene because that's like one of the things Yara's feeling. She's like, here I am, I found my home, I've got all these sisters again, more Amazons, but like my mom's not here, and like I wish mm. she could. Be. So I thought that was really well done and really cute. So I like it. I'm into the event. I'm I'm, I'm into when the Escasitas are in the event. <laughs> that would be that would be nice if they could do something extra with them. I would like it if they could get like more Brazilian. Um, creators like involved in that maybe they would yeah. have a better take on like the designs and mm-hmm. do something that's a little bit more like culturally appropriate um because mm-hmm. they sound cool they joel that cool. makes joel definitely makes them look pretty yara's pretty yara's beautiful she's a model and not right but i know but i know that face I, that girl she's based off of like someone right is she i don't know yeah I've seen that like her face before. There's like a mm-hmm. Brazilian actress. I think that she's because I'll look her up. The like queen of this tribe also. She looks really amazing. She's got on like this um headdress, red dress. I'm looking at her right now. It's hot. These are some good looking girls. But yeah, I think she should still be involved in the designs. But I I think whatever happens next with Yara, we really need to kind of go full force into the Esquisitas and like the gods that kind of like give them their mission and like what they do. So you just give her them their own corner? Yeah. Cause I think, and honestly, it's really interesting because I think this actually opens up like a really, just like it, it, it puts the Amazons in a really unique position because now you can kind of use that to create other Amazon branches for other cultures, you know, Inuit Amazons, uh, some Amazon specifically set in Africa, you can just hit them with Hindu Amazons. Like you can have all of these other cultures and like their gods and their goddesses be shown and like say, oh yeah, we borrow from the Lella Souls too. Here's our girls. I'm always gonna be here for more warrior women. Yeah. Maybe they can do like a like, like an anthology series or something like that, just where they all It would be fantastic. A bunch a bunch of different tribes. They say in the follow up of Nubia's book that Stephanie Williams writing is she's coming to man's world and she's like doing a world oh. tour. So it's like, when they want to pop a couple in there, go for it. That's cool. I might try that out. I do like Nubia. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the list this week. A pretty short list, but let us know what you guys are reading. Uh, Give us some suggestions. Let's take a break, and then we'll come right back. Cool.
All right, all right, all right. Hello, welcome back for the panel section, you guys. And so this week, um, it was my turn. And so I have been doing a lot of reading and watching of some character that is very exciting to me and one that I love a lot. And that is Mr. Jackson Hyde, also known as Calderon, also known as Aqualad, also known as Aquaman. Okay, come on, monikers. <laughs> we love it. Um, but yeah, so no. Really, uh, next week is kind of like a big week for me and my comic fandomness. Uh, both Moon Knight will be dropping, and so will the new arc of Young Justice, which is going to be starring Calder. And I know we're going to talk about Moon Knight a little bit later in our reread. And so I just wanted to kind of take this week to spotlight Calder and like start his new arc of his show and just like talk about everything that's going on because this is a character that is very important and near to dear to my heart. Everybody knows that I'm a huge Aquaman fan, and so I'll never remember, I'll never forget when he was first announced. And so for those who don't know, Calder was originally created for the Young Justice TV show by Brandon uh, Vitia. Is that how you say his name? Vita? Vendetti. Vendetti? Oh, I don't know why I thought it was Vitia. So uh, Brandon Vendetti, <laughs> Greg Wiseman, and Phil Barassa for the Young Justice cartoon. It was announced. He was there. And then DC like quickly followed suit and created their version of Jackson in Brightest Day. And that's the one that like a certain group of people hold on for to for some reason. I don't know why he was in like three issues, pretty much a non-character, but like they did give him the Calderon name and everything like that. Because I want to say Brightest Day, his debut was in August and the show came out in November of the same year. Okay. And that happened, but then DC and its many retcons and like post-crisis events and all of those things, they rebooted and they happened. Yep. And we, because after Brightest Day, we didn't see uh, Jackson for like a while. <laughs> like he just yeah, I was it. like he was only in those like those yeah, like two right. issues. <laughs> like, issues exactly. Um. So, but in those stories, there is the story about how he is Black Manta's illegitimate son. He doesn't know it, but his foster family has always told him to stay away from water. He ends up getting near water, activates his powers and his Sabellian Atlantean heritage. He meets up with Aquaman. Darren Come on, Martin let's give it thirty here. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> It's like they, they have the big war between the Atlanteans and the Sabellians, and we see Lorena, Aqua Girl, rest in peace to her, because we haven't seen her since then. Um, and then that happens, and we never see him again. And then Rebirth happens, and this is when DC reboots his entire storyline, and we get the first glimpse of Jackson, and we see him talking to his mom, and he's talking about how he's different. He's looking in the fish tank. She makes a note about how he has powers, and she also makes a note about how he likes boys this go-round. And we, again, don't see him for a very long time after that. Yeah. But he finally pops back up in Benjamin Percy's ten, uh, Teen Titans book, which that's where he comes in and they give him the Young Justice suit. Like, he has now shaved. When he showed up in Rebirth, he had, like, short, dark hair. And now when he shows up in Teen Titans, he has dyed his hair blonde. Um, he ends up getting a costume from Damien that, like, looks like the Young Justice suit. And he also meets up with Garth who was like, oh, okay, well, you'll be Aqualad. And so he gives him the little A and, like, passes down the moniker to him. So that was a nice little moment there. But he was on that team for a little bit. Um, I read some of those issues back in the day. They're fine. Mm. The, the, the Titans brain is kind of cursed, so. Yeah, that team was, was something. <laughs> it was, like, it was good and bad. It was, like, good that it, like, and I think they carried a lot of those friendships over for him. Um, obviously, in the Aquaman, the Becoming miniseries that just came out, he was, like, talking to the Titans and, like, having uh, conversations. And I think that's always good. You need those, like, connections. So, mm -hmm. but after that, that book ends. He's not seen for a little bit. Kelly Sue DeConnick 
ends up bringing him in to her run of Aquaman. And I think that was kind of the start Queen. of, okay, sitting high atop her throne. And yeah, I Queen. think that is when Jackson really started to take that delve into like becoming a fully fledged character. You know what I'm saying? She kind of like really set him on the path of finding out what his hair is heroism meant and like what he was fighting for and like introducing some elements with like Black Manta and his family. She also like kind of continued on the gay stuff. That's when Jordan Clark who's been a guest on the show. He dropped in for those two issues to write that little part of the story. Um, So shout out to them for like really setting the tone. And then we go into Aquaman The Becoming, which was a great miniseries. And now he is currently starring in the Aquaman book with both Arthur and Black Manta. And it has been like such an exciting journey to watch. And then like knowing that he has that and also the Young Justice cartoon, which is like, I think honestly, most people's version of Aqualad. Yeah. And, like what they said. I'm not going to lie. I remember when the cartoon um, came out and then like the comic was going on, even when they brought him back post rebirth, there was a lot of fan outcry because they were like, oh, this isn't the Jackson in Young Justice. And I was like, yeah, it's not going to yeah. be. They're two different characters. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, you know, animation just reaches like a, a bigger audience than comics can. So, which I mean, I, I support it. I think it has really pushed the Jackson agenda. Like he's very, yeah. he's very um, that was like a freebie. Do you, do you, are you like okay with the fact that they kind of merged those characters? Granted, he was created initially for the show and then mm-hmm. his comic came out, but like the comic just debuted before the show came mm-hmm. out. Um, but then they ended up like just kind of morphing the comic version into the, the cartoon version. Are you cool with that kind of change? Yeah, no, I'm fine with it. Only because, again, like it's a little bit of a freebie on the aspect of like just branding and getting a character out there. I don't think that it hurts either. I actually kind of like that. um, They've created an inner reason story for like Jackson to have the blonde hair. It was like a part of, you know, like his coming out and becoming more comfortable with himself. He was trying to think, you know, all the gays go through a blonde phase, honey. Uh, They always do. That's what you got to check on them usually. (laughs) Actually, you know what? That makes sense because he was going blind. He was going through it. So yes. Somebody should have been checking on him. <laughs> like, as soon as he went blind, it was like the light just started crumbling. It was just like, whoa. Um, I do think, though, like with that change, I honestly kind of want them to go back to the blonde, I mean, the black hair with the blonde tips that he they had in the future state issues. Um, the locks with the blonde tips, yeah. Yeah, I think. I liked it with the beard too, cause it's hot. The beard, the beard was hot. It was hot, but I, I don't mind. I don't mind the beard coming till later, just because I feel like the beard is like a very much older Jackson. Um, but I think what it plays. Like, no, not older in, like, a bad way, but it's just, like, you know, Jackson now was still, I'd still put Jackson, like, where he is right now in comics, maybe, like, early 20s. That makes sense, uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that, like, bearded first. And don't, don't get me wrong, there are some 20-year-olds with some beards. But um, for him, I just think it, like, it also kind of separates him and Arthur right now, who has his long hair beard situation, which, uh, like, really bothers me. But I've come to yeah. appreciate for what it is. Um, this most recent stuff with him, um, I actually kind of liked it. The blonde hair and, and the beard. It's, like, fine. It makes sense. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Still. It's like I think it looks, it looks cool when it's like waving underwater and stuff. I think it adds to that kind of effect. It it does, and then like it's also still that Jason Momoa effect. 
he looks better blonde when the, than when they were trying to like darken his hair. I will say yeah. that. Very much so. Very much so. But that's what that I would like him to get the black hair, the black dreads with the blonde tips. I think a it just adds a little bit more culture to the character himself. Right. Right. And um, I think it also just. It's not, I think the whole thing, again, like he was blonde because he was going through something. I think like him kind of going back to his regular hair color, it's like, okay, I'm moving away from that. And like, yeah, I, it, but it still looks cute. So <laughs> <laughs> it's, growing, it's growing back here right now. So like he's, he's still mostly blonde. Yeah, it's very blonde. Mm-hmm. So we can get rid of that. How but, do you like his relationships in, in this go around too? I know he had the, you said he was with like Lorena or whatever. They were going to do something there, but. I don't uh, think they were. So, so let me let me clarify. I don't think they were going to do anything with him and Lorena. But there is a small percentage of like the fandom. Let's be real. There's a small group of men who are like mad that Jackson was made gay in yeah. the rebirth era, and so like they really try and hold on to like those rebirth issues. It's like, oh, he was flirting with Lorena. He had this on again, off again girlfriend. I found an. So article. did I. <laughs> okay. Come on, I had a couple. Um, but I found this article that was like. He had this girlfriend who stuck with him through all the harrowing events of Brightest Day. And I was like, they just made that up. They definitely Because. Do they mean girlfriend like. <laughs> first of all, first of all, even when you go back, she never even, they don't even mention like, oh, you're my boyfriend, you're my girlfriend. They just like hang out and she makes some off color comment that like seems vaguely sexual to allude that they're together. And then we literally never see the girl again. Mm. She disappears. But I'm like, you talking about she stuck th- with him? Through what? How? He was gone. But they still like to hold on to that. And then, like, there's the one moment with Lorena. So I don't think they were going to do anything. But, like, that that's what people were going to try and say. I personally miss Lorena. I think she was a really good character, especially, like, in the Aqua Mythos. And I would have liked to see them interact a little bit more. I'm, like, still kind of hoping somebody brings her back in some type of way, especially now with Jackson being Aquaman. And... I feel like Arthur has always had his counsel. He's had like Volko, he's had Mira, he has Orm, um, he has Tula. I would like Jackson to kind of start getting his own little like Atlantean Zebelian people. I know obviously yeah. we got the sister, so she's probably gonna pop back up. But if Lorena could come in and maybe be something, I want her to be like a part of the widowhood and maybe like bring her telepathy back. I don't know. It's a relaunch I'm looking for. Okay. But, um, he does. I, I hope he. I hope he leave that boy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, technically, him and the boy like aren't together. Like the boy was like a little fling moment. I don't think he. I don't know if he's gonna pop back up. I can't Let's just hope that was just a thing for the summer. Summer <laughs> over though. <laughs> That's what happened. You know? yeah. um, but his other relationships, I think. Again, now we've done a lot of the stuff that has been built up towards it. Again, Kelly Sue brought a lot of that in. That was the first time that he and Arthur had met like in the new universe when she brought him into the book. And so again, it was like really interesting because that story was all about kind of Arthur and a little bit of his privilege just as like a white guy. When he goes to pick Jackson up, Jackson's been arrested and they're like, Mm. and Arthur even said that he's like, the only reason you got arrested is like, cause you're a black guy in this small town full of white people. He's like, I'm sorry about that. Like how they deal with that. And then like when he brought those Polynesian gods over and like people were kind of acting crazy with that, like dealing with those type of things. Um, And so like with Jackson, again, his was more so of figuring out just like who he was. He was like already coming and saying, yeah, I'm your sidekick. And Arthur's like, I don't know you. Why would you do that? (laughs) (laughs) And 
just going about that. So it was really interesting to see that relationship form and like how it's formed now, even from to the current Aquaman book. It was like, it was this guy here. I don't really know you, but he's, they've proven themselves to each other and like have bonded and they truly, again, I think in the Aquaman, the becoming miniseries, Arthur and Mira, they kept making comments about how Jackson is their family. Like that is their son. And it's like, you fully believe that watching that relationship bloom. And I think that's what's been another interesting aspect of the Black Manta relationship that's in there, because here's your son who you don't really care about, to be perfectly honest, but you do still kind of care. That's no secret. (laughs) (laughs) He lets you know. It's like, you know, you don't really care about him, but you do kind of care, but it's only because it's your son working with like your hated enemy this man who I absolutely despise and like who you want to kill. And it's just like, that's a little disrespectful to you. But it's like, you don't really care about like Jackson himself, but you might be finding yourself starting to care about him. But again, it's for all of the wrong reasons. So I'm excited to see how that continues in the Aquaman series as well, especially because again, Manta is also working with Arthur. Arthur is kind of like in the middle of it all, like whatever, I'm good. But Jackson's like, why are you working with him? And Manta's like, I just want to kill you. So. That'll be cool to see. I think his relationship with Mary is really good as well. The Titans, they're fine. Whatever. Well, then, Titans. I do appreciate that they have, when, as he was going through his becoming arc, um, and he would contact the Titans, that they didn't, like, wash that away. That it's just something that was in his history. You know, there was a time where he was with the Titans, but, like, he's off doing his own thing. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. What about this uh, Devil Ray character? Is he around the same age as... Jackson, do you think, I think that they will have some kind of relationship? Older. I think he's supposed to be a little bit older. I don't know about Devil Ray. He was like a really interesting aspect. I did think he was going to... I mean, I think he still might pop up and be like a son of Manta secretly. I think there's still time to put that in. But again, I don't know if I need Jackson to have all these like random siblings popping. <laughs> Ill- <illegitimate> siblings. <laughs> <laughs> Keep popping up. But they really do. if it happens, it happens. It's, it's real life, you know? So yeah. Now he is um, hydrokinetic, and mm. has magic powers. Now break this down for me. The magic doesn't How exist does... in the comic. Got it. Okay, that's just in the show. Yes. Oh, okay. So those like he can like do those bioelectric shocks. He can still do that. So like he does have the hydrokinesis, and he can still do like the bioelectric shocks. Him and Mira actually like did a combo move once before. They made it a giant like water avatar version of her, and like mixed it with his bioelectric shocks, so she could fight like this giant mech of Manta. It was hot. <laughs> that sounds pretty kind of. Cool. <laughs> This some straight superhero shit. <laughs> but like, the magic, <laughs> I know, right? But the magic part <laughs> is only something that they do in the show, which I like. You know, obviously, I'm a magic girl, so I'm never going to, like, not support the magic. But magic is more so something that Garth does. In the gotcha. Uh, Jackson, like, ja- and honestly, like, Jackson's really not into any of the Atlantean stuff like that in the comic books. Because, again, he was raised pretty much outside of it. So, like, he just started figuring out all of these things. He just went to Atlantis for the first time, really, when he was in the Becoming miniseries and while he's getting into it and, like, learning more about it. He took a little trip to Zebel during the Kelly Sue run as well um, with great art from Robson Rocha. And he's he, he ain't that deep. He has, I don't even think okay. he know, like, the magic is there, for real, for real. He just know that, like, so, he can shoot water from his hands. So he does have, like, the hydrokinesis are his his own his hydrokinetic powers are his own powers not like magic based correct got it 
Is that something that like everybody from Zebel can do? For the most part. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Like there are a few who can't, but like for the most part, that's like a thing about Zebel is that you can control the water. That's kind of cool. Yeah. That's actually, that's actually really cool. <laughs> <laughs> They're good. I wouldn't mind if he like took up some magic stuff though. But again, like I also, he doesn't really need it. Yeah. I was going to ask, do you prefer for him to like, you know, when it comes to powers, I love superpowers. Mm-hmm. Um, I prefer like powers to expand and grow in like range versus like doing completely out of the box kind of things. Yeah. Would you like to see his powers kind of grow where he's doing more constructs or more like controlling water kind of stuff? So, you know, that's also really interesting that you asked that, because as I was doing some of our rereading for this, one of the things that has really become consistent in him and his powers is that he does constructs, but like mostly is like shields. He loves a water shield. OK, I found maybe a good like seven panels of him doing those type of things. Um, so that was really cool to see. I think if he continues to use them in a defensive way, I'm into it. Um, I think his, I don't need him to be doing like Mara size feats where he's pulling okay. oceans apart and like, I get it, I can't understand the appeal, but I just don't feel like it's something that Jackson would do. Um, they, he is being turned into a bit of a character that fights, which- <laughs> <laughs> It's clicking. Yeah. And you gotta appreciate it. Like he he be in the war thing and he'd be putting on his helmet and he goes to work and it's kinda like, okay, like is this is what we're gonna do. Fight, yeah. yeah, so it's like I really appreciate that. So I don't see him doing that in that way. But again, if they continue to tie him to Zebel or bring more people in that, Mara is always around. They can have somebody who comes in and does that. Or even so, just give him that moment where he does it every once in a while, just to remind you that like, yes, I can do this. Yeah. I mean, his water bear things are really cool. I do like those, especially in the show when he makes all the different yeah. base. I like and like his sword. Um, and I do like that when he's able to like really change it really quickly into stuff. Um, he's pretty skilled skilled at it on the show. You know yeah. what? Jackson kind of gives. I do, I do think he needs he's to. Like he needs he's to. <laughs> I really will hope that he gets to like showcase his yeah. abilities and stuff in his books. I know that he's now like Aquaman. And um, he'll be sharing that title with um, with Arthur, so like that'll be interesting to see. But I hope he also gets to like shine yeah. a lot. I did see. Um, so I don't know if you've noticed, but like the DC Twitter account has been like posting some things, and then they'll like delete it really quickly right after <laughs> they released it too early. So last week they released the preview pages of Aquaman number two, saying like, oh, this comes out this week, da 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 da, but it actually didn't come out to the next week. So they like deleted it right away. But like I saw the image of the preview that they posted, and it was like really good. It had Jackson. He was kind of going off on Arthur. He was like, why is Black Man here? Why are you working? But he like grabs his, uh, he's using his water powers his hydrokinesis to encase a villain in it and like take them away he's like i got a job to do and i'm just like come on like he's having his moments they're coming yeah i i thought that was actually pretty cool because i saw those preview pages i didn't know they deleted it (laughs) because that's actually where i saw that uh arthur looked good with the blonde hair and Mm -hmm. um also, I remember seeing in it, like, they just had this shot of the whatever kind of bay they were at, and, like, mm-hmm. the water was moving, and it seemed like, oh, it seemed like Jackson may have been doing that because he was getting angry because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Black Manta was there. It's like, oh, this might be kind of good. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> you, 
you know, I say it all the time, and I know people don't like to listen to me or believe me, or they just, you know, they just can't bring themselves to do it. But like Aquaman is one of those characters that has consistently had really, really good comic book runs, and especially, and you, I, I'll give it to Jeff Johns because during Brightest Day and all of that stuff, he really reinvented Arthur. Like he kind of made it so he had been bludgeoned by the super fringe jokes and being useless and obviously i think those things are always still going to kind of happen like he's a guy who talks to fish we get it but john's did like a really good job at kind of reminding common people that like he is also like really strong and he's like viable and he can do these things but i'll also i'll always say that everyone who came on the book after john's did a much better job at writing the character um mm. cullen bun oh, excuse me except for the cullen bun run that one wasn't really that great but like we kind of like just avoid that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, Jeff Parker came in and he did a lot of stuff with building Arthur's like backstory and like his mom and like this is the stuff that he went through when he was like on Marina Bay. Um, then Bun happened, which wasn't that great. But then like Abnett came in and he really built up the world of Atlantis and all the stuff that goes on down there and the politics of it. And he brought the magic back and he made Mara queen and he really started moving those politics uh. forward. Yeah, no, right? He's doing that stuff. I know the DNA, yes. <laughs> all around. Just, when they were doing that cosmic stuff, yes, that's great. Yeah, and then and then that's when Kelly Sue came on, and she kind of did an Arthur that was beyond Atlantis. Like he wasn't king anymore. He didn't have to live there. He had his land back on. He had his life back on land, but like also Mary was queen. So, but then had them kind of coming back together, and she got pregnant and dealing having Andy be born and her dissolving the monarchies and them saying, okay, like now what's next for us in our life and that's where jackson comes in and it's like oh here's this guy he actually can do this stuff let's train him so we can finally be the family that we've always wanted jackson can be the hero the aquaman of atlantis zebel whatever dark crisis he needs to be shout out to dark crisis also mm, they really trying to push the younger ones up they're pushing him and i feel like him and yara are going to have some time together and i'm very excited for that I'm not sold on that Justice League team yet. I don't know. It feels... I don't know. It feels... It's different. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. But I feel like the characters who... It feels different, but it also feels strange because like I feel like a lot of the characters who even put on it are so new. Yeah. It's just kind of like um, John has just recently been doing his thing as Superman. Joe, I don't really know what she does. Honestly, I didn't even know she was on Earth. I thought she was from a parallel Earth. Um, yeah, she Yara, is from this one, but she doesn't even have, she didn't have a real Green Lantern ring. Like, they yeah. had, she had a fake one, but somehow she got one? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about that side of the world. Uh, then Yara came in. She's just popped up in Future State, been new. Jackson has been around for a while, but, like, now he's finally starting to get, like, his real push. So, I don't know. Maybe it could just be, like, they just feel so different to you because they're so new, but it's got Jackson and Yara, so I'm here for it. Oh, and Jace. Mm. I don't know anything about Jace, though. I'm not reading that book. Oh, yeah, and Jace. Uh, hmm. I don't know. That's a really random team. <laughs> Good luck to I them. Know. I think it's no, also they, like... They, they really giving co-worker. I was about to say, it's also a bunch of characters you don't really, like, see it for. <laughs> That's not true. Well... Do you mean the mantles or the characters? Not the mantles. Oh, no, the characters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
That's like fair. Jace, Joe, Yara. I think you like Jackson a little bit, but it's still kind of like he's cool. Um, yeah, Jackson's cool. Um, the rest of them I don't really know that much. Like they don't have a lot out there to really give, <laughs> other than some really great art. I don't know. I don't know anything about Joe and Jackson. Or J- I Jace. did. I read some of Far Sector. I know that uh, Joe is a cop, <laughs> and I thought they hated like 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 a legit cop. Like she like saw after like nine eleven, she like was like, oh, "I'm gonna become a cop." Oh, okay. And then there was like some like protest with her and racism. I don't know nothing about that lady, <laughs> but I know people like her. She seems really popular, so. Shout out mm-hmm. to her for that. Again, I'm going into Dark Crisis for two people, Jackson and Yara. It'll be I'm, interesting to see how they like really elevate a lot of these characters. I'd never thought that they would ever do a, you know, a death of the Justice League kind of thing where they mm-hmm. I'm interested to see if they actually all like die or what's going on here. Mm, I'm cool with it. I'm yeah. With it. Yeah. John I'm is fine, to- so <laughs> I think I'm going. I think Zaytana is going to be one of the characters to die, so that's kind of a bummer. But that is I don't sad. know. I don't know, because I think I think it's well. She might not be actually. I think it's only going to be like the people who are on Bendis's Justice League right now. I think. Oh, that um, could be true. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Like Black Canary, um, Superman. Well, technically, Superman's not on there, but he's stuck in War World anyway. Right. I wonder how they're going to put that together. I don't know. It's a lot going on. <laughs> wow. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot going on in DC right now. I don't know. It's you know, but hey, it's coming together because they've got like is that other book like with the like the parallel Justice League, Justice League Infinite or something like that. I don't know. There was some event that Josh Multiversity. Was that it? There was multiversity. One of the one of the Earths is having something. There's one that's happening with Earth three, and uh, like the Injustice crew. That's crazy. A lot going on. Jackson's in it yeah. all though. So shout out. He to is. That. <laughs> he is. And he's got his arc starting soon on Young Justice. You know. Um, yes. Be sure to everybody check get in their own. That'd be fun. But I, I don't know. I hope he has like five episodes because we got a lot of Mitch Martian. And I saw something that was like, oh, he's only getting three. And I was like, that's not going to cut it for me. We did have a lot of Miss Martian Luther King. And like, her, you know. Never want to see her again. Protesting yeah. on Mars and stuff. And yeah. I don't I, see any Beast Boy in this Jackson arc. Man, Beast Boy this in Young Justice really clicked down. I don't want to see any Beast Boy. None of them. No. I really hope they give Rocket her some episodes. Yeah, that'd be kind of messed up if they don't. Yeah. Because she was always, like, pegged as, like, an original member of the team. That's how they were trying to, like, do her right now. Yeah, that she was... Yeah. And uh, she was. She was at the, from the beginning with them. She's in the intro. Her and Zatanna, her and Zatanna left and became Justice League members. Yeah, they, they were kind of done dirty. Yeah. Because I wonder, though, like, is, I wonder, Zatanna, like, does she have some kind of legal things around her, some kind of tape or something? Like, why mm-hmm. does she... 
because like the milestone characters it makes mm-hmm. sense that like they wouldn't be used as much because there are like hurdles for uh, the writers to get around i think with her i think it was just honestly like people just know her more on the justice league so it was just kind of like oh let's just move her up okay. <laughs> um but yeah hopefully i i actually hope rocket shows up for a little bit in um jackson's mm. story arc that would be cute even though she's That'd be interesting. Like, she had she got married and had her baby didn't she well she had her baby. yes yeah, yeah, she, yeah she had a baby I think um, they did have her get married in this. I feel like that was like yeah. a thing. They were at her like bachelorette party or something like that. Well, yeah. Maybe that was Karen. No, it was hers. Okay. Yeah. And um, they changed that because in the comics, she was a teen mom. Mm, okay. But Sounds a young justice, they got to get married. I guess. It's wholesome. But yeah, that's all that, you know, that's Jackson stuff. He's coming up. Please be sure to like watch the Young Justice arc. Let us know. I'm very excited for it myself. I personally think the episode where um, Arion was kind of given the history of Atlantis, mm-hmm. like one of my favorite Young Justice episodes ever. And like, it, I, I'm so excited to see like what they do. And like again, see Arthur and Mara Jackson. He's gonna have his blonde beard. He's oh, that's right. He, he really going through it. <laughs> He's stressed. Be sure to like let me know how you're enjoying the stress and how he handles it and all of that. And if you want to ever talk Jackson, please let me know because I'm here. Be sure to read Aquaman. Please go and buy it. Add it to your pull list. If you can find out how to buy things on Comixology, you can do it there as well. And Amazon. Support the dog. <laughs> and let's go ahead and take a break. <laughs> let's do it. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another reread section of the show. And um, this week we did a run that is also very special to me. I think it's very exciting. The first six issues of Moon Knight, written by Warren Ellis with art from Declan Shalvey and colors from Jordi Belair. And this was your first time reading this, wasn't it? It was. This was my first time reading not only this run, but like Moon Knight in general. I um, oh, wow. <laughs> okay. I've only I've I've only ever read Moon Knight like when he appears in other things. So like um I'm a fan of the West Coast Avengers and he was a member of the West Coast Avengers for a little bit. Um and you know, whenever he was kind of pop up and stuff is mostly whenever I saw Moon Knight. Um mm-hmm. and in video games, sometimes I did pick him and stuff, but like a, a Moon Knight solo run, this was my first time. Well, welcome. I'm glad this was the run that you were able to experience. It was, well, it was something. It was something. It was everything. I have to, I, <laughs> I have to say, it was something. I would like this. This run to this run to me, at least like these first six issues, they really kind mm-hmm. of like showcase how much ass Moon Knight will beat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if that's one thing Very he will fight. Um, you know, this one was kind of controversial when it came out. I don't, know, I don't even know if I want to say that controversial. That's not the right type of word for it. But it was different when it came out because of the way the story was presented. Warren Ellis had kind of started going about these like one and done type of story situations. He had done a little bit during his Secret Avengers 
issues as well. Those were like one and done stories. And so he presented this as Moon Knight as like, we're just kind of getting back to the essence of who this guy is. And I'm going to give you like these oh. six issues to just like show you this is what Moon Knight's about. Because again, we had just come off of the Bendis era. And the Bendis run had was beautifully drawn by Alex Maleev, and it had Echo in it as well, so they started a little thing there. But it was just, like, a very not good run. Okay, like, it had him develop these personalities, and instead of them being the regular Jake and Steve and all that stuff, it was Captain America, Wolverine, and Spider-Man. And he was running around L.A. like... I have heard about this where he, like, thought that he was uh, those characters. I didn't know that was in the Bendis run. Yeah, and they mentioned was, it in, this, in these books, too, and I didn't know that was from that. Yeah, so it was like he was running around. He was, like, using a Captain America shield. He had, like, created some, like, uh, thing blades to look like Wolverine's claws. He was, like, doing Spider-Man. It, like, it was just so bad, and it was so weird, and it completely really just took away. It was, unfortunately, it was just Bendis being Bendis. He, like, saw it as, like, oh, he just creates these personalities and didn't really take it as, like, oh, no, this man has, like, the idea and it's, like, his mental health and all of this stuff like that. And then even the way he would bring the characters in and just how they talked, it was just so awkward and odd. But, again, it started, like, a little Moon Knight echo action, so... I kind of <laughs> <laughs> and it was beautifully drawn like Alex Malia's art is beautiful every cover yeah. that came out every issue of Moon Knight in there this like, one thing Bendis will do is have he will have a nice artist on his stuff he's gonna get an artist for his book yeah. and so like that's what it was and so that was like the thing that had come out and like turned so many people off and so after that that's when Warren Ellis came and was like okay well I'm gonna do Moon Knight I'm gonna do these one I'm gonna do these six one and done issues you're going to kind of, like, see what it is about this guy. We're going to, like, let you know the story of what it is about how Conchu is real. He has, like, his brain has been corrupted. He is sick, but his brain has also been corrupted by, like, this Egyptian god who goes through space and time and is, like, telling him to do all this stuff. It happens. And now you're going to see how he uses that to do what he needs to do because he's kind of angry. And so he's like, and it, you separate him from the other heroes. Again, even this is something that Jed McKay is doing in his current run, reminding people that, like, Moon Knight's not a hero. In the conventional sense. No. You know what I'm saying? He's not, like, doing super heroic stuff. Yeah, he's saving people, but that's mostly because he can just beat up bad guys. Yeah. And it's like, again, as you said, one thing they show you during these six issues, he's going to beat you up. He be ass. <laughs> that is something he will definitely do. And I'm glad you explained that this was supposed to be kind of one and done because that was the one thing I kind of was confused a bit about and didn't really like about this these six issues that we read uh it didn't feel like a cohesive kind of thing i was like what is what's going on here i don't really know i didn't really get a i didn't really get a grasp of mark it was obvious that we were i was being thrown into the story of okay this is just who moon knight is go with it um but i was hoping that i would have gotten just a tad bit more of actually who mark was there was some explanations i believe in issue one where they talked about his um DID and how it was kind of like related to the phases of the moon and how there was a, it could also have been issue two, the collapse of like his mind basically trying to make sense of uh, like the things that he's been through and everything and how they've been given personalities. And that's uh, basically like diving more into his, his mental health. Um, but I didn't really mm-hmm. get to know much about Mark. Um, but the, we did see mm-hmm. him like, beat ass in the Mr. Nice suit and a limo. Yeah. 
<laughs> is that a thing? I think <laughs> it is. Um, I can agree <laughs> a little bit with your, um, I mean, because you got to remember that he's rich. So, like, not only has Mark amassed, oh, like, a ton of wealth. Yeah, so not only has Mark amassed a ton of wealth because of um, just, like, his mercenary days and stuff like that. He sold them. But one of his personalities, Stephen Grant, is, like, a film producer. And, like, he oh. makes movies. And he has, like, he has created, like, a mass amount of wealth. And he's, like, a billionaire who goes to all these, like, events and does stuff like that. And then Jake Lockley is the other one. He's, like, a cab driver. And... <clears throat> So Moonlight's got a lot of money from a lot of stuff. And the, the, the producer thing is something that happened in the Bendis run. He was actually running a show about Moon Knight. That was like one of the things <laughs> of the series. Yeah, that's why he was out in L.A. But I understand what you were saying about the one and done thing. I think at the time, I specifically remember reading it. And I think even when I went back and reread it this time, I actually enjoyed it. I appreciated that there was a finality to each part of the stories, but I appreciated that it didn't need to carry on because, like, as you would see, Moon Knight would go through these things, he would beat these bad guys, and then it was like he just had to kind of keep on going because, like, that's who Moon like, all right, it's on, on to the next. He's got to get it on, and he's got to beat somebody up and, like, do whatever. So I was okay with that because, for me, it was more so, like, this is just, like, his world. We're just seeing, like, different elements of, like, what he's going through and, like, how it's affecting what he's protecting and that's vengeance <laughs> yeah <laughs> the night <laughs> yeah. i just i just wish there was a tad bit more mark or like uh i, uh, I can see, see more of that. i will say so obviously alice left after, after these first six issues but the run does continue on so i want to say it goes to about I want to think maybe 14, 15, I want to say. Um, and Cullen Bunn comes on and reads, uh, does a few issues. And then Jeff Lemire does a few issues oh. and then comes back to relaunch the book again under a new Moon Knight number one written solely by him. And so they, they continued some more bits of the story and like got some more into market, things like that. But I think for Ellis, like his whole thing was like, I'm just resetting the deck. Okay. We got to do. And like, this is what we got to go. And like at the time, it looks really cool. Coming off, coming off to, coming after Bendis and that whole like mess, it was like, yeah, this is exactly what we needed. And then again, you get the debut of the Mister Night suit, which was like a brand new thing, and it was like, damn, this is hot. Definitely shall be oh. like, knocked out of the park. Oh, gotta say already, the suits in this hot. The Mister Night suit is hot. The mm-hmm. uh, the Moon Knight suit that I've always really liked and always picked in video games whenever I had him in them was. The one in this series, which I didn't know was in the series, with the <laughs> black and the uh, like white. Oh, the like kinda, chest plate uh, type chest thing. Piece. Yeah, yeah. I like a chest plate, and um, <laughs> I I thought that looked cool. <laughs> it yeah. just that looked was really, really cool. Good suit. You know, yeah. and Moon Knight's had a, like a lot of different suits. I know a lot of people think that they're all just like regular white ones, but one's actually silver. Um, He's got, like, a few suits that have the black on them. He has, like, a black inverse Moon Knight suit. That was really nice to see. I also really like one of the things about one of the villains that he fought in this Black Spectre. He, the, like, suit that he created was also, like, an inverse Moon Knight suit. And I love that when he, like, after he attacked the Moon Knight, was like, who are you supposed to be? (laughs) That was was a really good issue. (laughs) Just seeing, like, that guy's, like descent into becoming a cop and then him trying to like go after Moon Knight because he didn't feel like a vigilante should have any kind of pull over him. It was interesting. Yeah. I thought that was really yeah. good. And I, again, I think that was the big part of this these six issues was just like 
showing us like these are just some of the things that Moon Knight is affecting, even if he doesn't realize it. Like these people, and again, like that issue, he walks away. He's like, you know, you want people. This original Black Spectre wanted people to love him, and like you got people you care about, and all. He's like, all my people, they don't want to be around me. And he's like, and that's how I win, because I don't have anything to worry about. Mm. Yeah, that was hot. Even <laughs> so, it's like now, now, what do you do? How do you compare this to the the current uh, Moon Knight run? Because what do you do, like, after this? Do you continue to, like, have him just stay within the night? Or is he... I know that he's set up right now in his own, like, house, and he's kind of, like, basically... I don't want to say... I would put... Because that's... I would put... I would put the current run above this. I think this is a really good Moon Knight run, and I think it's something that if you just kind of, again, want to get to the essence of, like, Mark and Moon Knight and how he kicks ass, like, this is what you want to see. That he Mm -hmm. is a guy who's very well-trained. He has... A lot of experience not only in the military tactics but just like his detective work and how he looks at things he was like a mercenary he was doing stuff like this for a regular basis and then like you add the aspect of Kanshu and the god and how that plays on his mindset like yeah you're gonna get that here <clears throat> excuse me i think the current run is better because it expands on that you get a lot of that stuff where Moon Knight is the cool guy. He can be as he's doing the detective work. But also, you are, I think, as you want to say, getting to Mark. You're learning a little bit more about him and what makes him tick and the people around him. And, like, again, I like even said, he says, oh, yeah, I don't care about anybody. But he actually does. He cares about Marlene. He cares about JP. He cares about his daughter. He cares about the new people in his book. Tiger's there. He's pretending to care about her. So it's like, how do you kind of reconcile those things, especially when you are... A, Again, not the hero type. You mm-hmm. are very much like, this guy is telling me I got to crack some heads, so I'm going to go crack some heads. Mm. Maybe I should tap into this night. current run then. <laughs> because I was interested in learning more about like Mark and how he is, and maybe I could see a little bit more there. Um, man, this check it out on Marvel. Him and... Um, with that tiger chick and they're just like talking about their feelings and he's talking about how he's like pushed everybody away and just what he's trying to do now and like it's nice it's nice to see i think that the current run is doing like a lot of good things i think it does a really good job of pulling all of the elements of moon knight together i've said it before that like a lot of his runs feel self-contained and that they're all just trying to like make their own sense of what moon knight is mm-hmm. and just letting that fly and i feel like this is the first time where he said okay let me get everybody's idea together and like let's make that mark and like what that means to him and how you do that story so i think it's a great follow-up in exceeding all of my expectations and you know i was kind of iffy on it in the beginning i won't lie i remember yeah <laughs> but the, the listeners remember but <laughs> <laughs> well, i'm here now okay well then i definitely might have to tap back into that uh because I was liking what I saw. You know, I like I like when they get into the action. <laughs> the, the issue, like the, the, the like issue number five, where he's, like, walking up the steps, and he's just, like, beating oh, yes. various goons up the entire time, and, like, I, they're getting, like, better, stronger. Like, that's what I need. That is what I need. If, he, if anyone has ever... Purple Sue was given. When, yes. he bought a, when he blocked the, the crescent dart with the knife, and he was just like, yes. yeah, what's up? Yes. 
And Moon Knight was like, oh, you ready? Okay. <laughs> need that. Need that. I, I, even the issue about the guy who was dealing with, like, the sleep fungus paralysis thing, and he has, like, killed all those people. Like, I thought that was just, like, a nice moment, too. It was like, again, you got Moon Knight. He's like, this guy's already dead. You the bad guy. I'm just here to, like, knock you out. Mm-hmm. And then he kept... Dang, that was good. That was some good art, too. Some great coloring. Good, good, great team. Read that. Read the current Jem K run. Watch the show as it debuts. Be very ready for that. We're excited again. You know. Yes. We'll be talking about that next week. Next episode, for sure. <laughs> I think I It'll actually... be interesting. Are you going to stay up and watch it? I don't think I'm going to stay up. But I might get up okay. a little bit. Before, like, watch it. Like, <laughs> normally, I get up early for the gym. But since I'm taking a break, I'll use that time to watch the show. Okay. Are you excited for, like, any any kind of, like, surprise? Anything anything you kind of, like, think might happen? Like, that you can tell yeah. us, us, us new Moon Knight fans? <laughs> um, I don't know yet. I do mm. think there are going to be some very exciting things, but I, I, I also feel like some of them could potentially be spoilers. Mm. And I don't want to do that yet. We'll see after the first episode. Then maybe we'll, like... I yeah. really hope that they give him a hallway fight. Yes. Like, like, yes. I love the com the issues that we read where we saw him pretty much going through like a building and up the stairs and fighting people. I would like that for him in the MCU. Needs it, needs it. And then eventually, when Charlie comes back, if they want to have them do a little battle, I would that like would be that. hot. That would be hot. Moon, Moon Knight, Moon Knight. Uh, <laughs> Moon Knight might lose. <laughs> that would be a nice. high fight. I'll, I'll that put would my money nice. on Daredevil. I don't know. It could go either way. He did just recently beat up Iron Fist, which was great. Mm. In the comments. That would be hot. I don't know. I think I got to go with Matt. Oh, Moon Knight was really kicking ass, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. That little boomerang mm-hmm. thing, he got it does some stuff. Mm-hmm. It would be hot. You want to mm. see it? Yeah, I kind of want to see, see it. it. <laughs> mm. This just makes me really think that I wish they had more animated shows, but that's another tangent. <laughs> All right, y'all. That brings us to the end of the show. Please make sure you rate and subscribe us. We really appreciate all the support, y'all, and all the love. You can catch us on Twitter and Instagram at Another Relaunch. You can email us any kind of questions or anything you want us to read at Another Relaunch at gmail.com. You can find me on most social media platforms at UncannyLZ. Keenan, where can they find you? You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Keenan Lance. You know there's an underscore at that. All right, y'all. Let's get up out of here, and we'll catch you next week. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> Bye.